Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. I am Dr. Michael Edelstein. I'm a clinical psychologist with a remote private practice. I'm an author. My most popular book is called Three-Minute Therapy, Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And I've written a number of other books. My latest is called how to be laid back yet accomplish stuff about overcoming procrastination. REBT, Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy, was devised by Albert Ellis, a genius in the field in the 1950s. And at that time, psychoanalysis and psychoanalytically oriented therapy was most popular. And the basic idea there was the reason you have emotional problems is because of your dysfunctional upbringing, your crazy parents. Uh, so we go back to uncover what was going on in your childhood to help you now. But REBT is erratic, has a radically different idea about emotional problems, and that is our emotional problems don't come from situations like our past or our childhood, but they come from our thinking about situations. And that's a very powerful idea because if it's your thinking that's causing your emotional problems, then you can learn to change your thinking. And that's what we do here on the Three Minute Therapy Podcast. We show you how to change your thinking to think more rationally, reasonably, and sanely. On the, and when you have irrational uh, ideas and particularly disturbed emotions like anxiety, anger, and depression, it comes from your thinking, but a particular type of thinking, and that's thinking in terms of demands. Must, should, supposed to's, have to's. So whenever you're disturbed, look for the must, look for the should. And there are three main categories of demands. The first is a demand on oneself, which causes anxiety, guilt, and depression. And that takes the form of, I must do well and get approval. And if I don't, I'm no good. The second demand is a demand on others, not on oneself. And it causes hostility, anger, and resentment. And that takes the form of you must treat me well, and if you don't, you're no good. And the third main demand is the demand that causes addictions and procrastination, and that takes the form of, because I prefer my life to be fair, easy, and hassle-free, it absolutely must, it has to be, and if it's not, then my life is awful, and I'll escape my horrible life in addictions or procrastination, avoiding difficulty, or at worst, committing suicide to escape the difficulty that I've convinced myself I can't stand. So that's a framework for rational emotive behavior therapy. And today we're going to be applying it to indecisiveness, making difficult decisions. And sometimes a solution to indecisiveness actually is flipping a coin, but 
we'll go through some of the steps and see if it's if that's a good idea in your case. So let's take an example of indecisiveness of a client I had a while back just to show you how uh, you can apply it and how my client applied it. So he was unemployed. His rent was due. His eviction was looming. One option was taking a loan and waiting for a, a good job. Now, he did get a job offer, and he was indecisive about whether to take it or whether to hold out for a better offer. So he had a practical problem, and that was determining whether to take the job or hold out for a better offer. But then often when we have practical problems, we escalate that into emotional problems, and that's what we'll focus on, his emotional problems. And when you have emotional problems, as I mentioned, it comes from some demand, some must. And if you have uh, an emotional problem about making decision, some of your musts might be one or more of the following. I must make a perfect decision. I must make the right decision. I must make a decision my partner, friends, and relatives approve of. I must make a decision having all advantages and no disadvantages. I must decide immediately right now. Once I've made a decision, I must not regret the decision I've made. And finally, I must not feel anxious about making a decision. So suppose your demand is, which is a common one, I must make the right decision or else it's the end of the world. So, uh, and um, my client wrote out many three-minute exercises to work on his procrastinating, on making decisions, his indecisiveness, his anxiety, and this is what he came up with. So, A, the activating event was uh, he got a job offer, and the position had both advantages and disadvantages. So he was torn between taking the job because of the advantages or not taking the job, avoiding the job because of the disadvantages and seeing what's better around. His irrational belief, his must, was I absolutely must make the right decision. And that led to his C his undesirable emotional and behavioral consequences, which was being indecisive, procrastinating, and his anxiety. So uh, we've diagnosed the problem at A, B, and C. The job offer is must. I must make the right decision. And his anxiety at C, that was his emotional problem. And then in order to do something about it, he went on to D, E, and F. D stands for disputing or questioning the irrational belief. And that involves asking questions, being open-minded to see if there's data to support that belief. So a good question would be, what is the evidence? I absolutely must make the right decision. Where is this etched in stone? How does thinking this way that I must make the right decision, how does that help? 
And then he went on to E, effective new thinking, the answers to those questions. And he came up with some very good rebuttals to his mas. And uh, some of his statements at E were, there is no evidence, logic or pragmatics, necessitating that I have to make the right decision. It would be preferable to do so, but a preference never equals a must. I would dislike making a poor decision, but I can stand what I don't like. I've survived poor decisions in the past, and I've survived and I'll survive this time. Pressuring myself to make the right decision doesn't help and only makes me feel worse. Since situations and contexts change with time, the best decision now may change and not be the best decision tomorrow as the job proceeds. So there's no sure way of determining what the best decision is, and I'm wasting my time stewing about it. Even if, in the unlikely case, I always make poor decisions, it would not be the end of the universe. At worst, it would be disadvantageous or very disadvantageous. It's not the possibility of making a poor decision that causes my indecisiveness, but rather it's my irrational must thinking about it that's my problem, and with much practice, I can change my thinking. And the practice consists of questioning, challenging, and contradicting your must again and again and again. And once you do that, then over time with practice, that will lead to F, your new feeling or behavior, push myself to decide. And if I'm still undecided, flip a coin and then follow through. So that's uh, cognitive exercise to practice, practice, practice. And some of my clients write that out once a day, twice a day, three times a day. So it's very important to do that. Okay, so that gives you some ideas on making difficult decisions. And we'll be back again next Tuesday to discuss another subject within the framework of rational emotive behavior therapy. Thanks for joining in. And to close, I'd like to, first of all, thank our tech engineer, Chris Rossini, for helping us out uh, behind the curtain. And comment below if you have thoughts, questions, if you have su subjects you'd like us to discuss. Give us a thumbs up if you found this useful. Volunteer. Once in a while, we have a guest to discuss a problem or discuss theoretical questions about this approach. And uh, feel free to contact me if you have questions. My website is 3minutetherapy.com. Three is spelled out, and that's also the name of my book. And subscribe to the 3 Minute Therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life.